Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Main menu. Main menu. Hi, everybody. Larry and John Gassman with you again on another main menu where we will wrap up the CSUN Technology Conference Part 2. We'll hear from Peter Tusick all about humanware. Janine Stanley will be here to tell us all about a very important survey and more. Stay tuned. It's all coming up next on Main Menu. I thought it was kind of funny with CSUN. Usually at CSUN, you always get announcements as to what's coming. Yeah. You know, uh, with like, let's say the, the Braille Note Touch Plus, you know, oh, we're going to release this summer. We're going to release the new version of that. It's going to have this, this, and this. But there was none of that this year. No. I wonder, because I know that even then, this is now early March, even then there was still some talk about well, are the summer shows even going to happen? So maybe they all decided or some decided, let's just not announce anything till we have a firmer grasp on what's going on. Yeah, in the summer. Yeah. 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 But usually that CSUN's always been a big time of announcements sure. and sure. we didn't get any. I have a couple of more exhibits that I visited. One was the brand new Envision glasses. Most people are familiar with the Envision app. Very similar to seeing AI. Uh, but they've gone off and done a few things differently. And uh, basically, you know, it's a good app. They've done some good things with it. And what they've done now is make those things available in a pair of glasses that you wear. Uh, pretty much anything that you can do on the app, you can now do with these glasses, which are not shipping yet, but you can pre-order them and they should become available later this summer. You can go to their website to pre-order them if you want to. Here's Kardik from Envision to talk about the glasses. We're basically uh, introducing the new Envision glasses, which is what the uh, which is the Envision app, but in a much better form factor. So instead of it being on your smartphone, it's on the good new Google Glass. So, so it's similar to what Ira did with their glasses before yes. before that all came to an end. Yeah, of course. Right. So, I mean, uh, with Ira, they were trying to do this on their own smart glasses. So what we're doing is we're taking uh, off-the-shelf glasses from Google, mm-hmm. putting the Envision app on that, and then basically giving that off to customers so they can basically wear them, do everything that they do completely mm-hmm. hands-free. So d- does that take the place of the app or do they work interchangeably? Uh, so it can be, da- it can be, it's interchangeable, but it's mm-hmm. not dependent on each other. So you really don't okay. need to have the app on your phone or your phone around if you want to use the glasses. So you can mm-hmm. just wear the glasses, probably leave the phone around mm-hmm. and then go out and do things. So it, the glasses are a completely standalone device in itself. And you can also use the app if you want to for stuff. So there are controls on the glasses as well then? Yes, there, there's basically, the glasses have like a touchpad and you can use the touchpad to scroll through the different options and interact with the glasses. And uh, you can also connect the glasses to the Envision app and control certain basic, uh, you know, mm-hmm. settings like being able to change the volume or being able to change the language and so on directly from the, gla- uh, from the phone. And are the glasses available at this point, or are they still in beta? Uh, so the glasses are available for pre-order. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can go on the Envision website and pre-order the glasses today for about $1,600. So that's the special pre-order price. Mm-hmm. And uh, we plan to ship the glasses 
sometime in August. And uh, when they ship in August, once they sh- once they start shipping to customers, once the pre-order ends, uh, the prices go up to a thousand eight hundred dollars. Oh, okay. Now, are they sunglasses or uh, are they are they like sunglasses? Or are they're they like sunglasses? So you can uh, you know they're like sun. We do have like two kinds of frames. So we have one uh, which basically looks like sunglasses, and one which is like a very minimalistic frame. Mm-hmm. And uh, in both of these instances, you can put your own prescription lenses on them, or you can put your own lenses on them and then use them with. The- with the uh, mm-hmm. glasses. Yeah. So I'm assuming then that they have a camera mounted somewhere yeah. on the glasses, exactly. right? Exactly. So the camera is mounted to the right and it's angled a little towards the center. So it's an, it's a good 8 megapixel camera, captures 720p uh, HD images. And then uh, all the processing happens uh, from on the glasses itself. So we use Wi-Fi connectivity to connect to Wi-Fi and do all the processing on the glasses and a bit on the cloud. And uh, it's completely standalone as it is. Now, are you given... Uh, audio input in terms of lining up your your glasses to whatever it is you're scanning. Yeah, so we are we are working on something like that. So very similar to what is there on the app right now, where you'd be able to you know detect if all edges are visible and mm-hmm. then take a photo. Uh, we're looking to build something very similar on the glasses as well. So you'd be able to go ahead and the glasses would tell you if all the all the text is in frame or not. If you got to hold a little higher or a little lower. So that's something that we're working on right now. What what type of coverage does the glasses have versus the the phone app? So it covers pretty much all the features of the phone. So you have all the features that are there on the Envision app, uh, on the Envision smartphone app. You have all of those features on the glasses as well. And you have a little bit more. So um, we're actually having a couple of new features on the glasses. For example, you'd be able to make a video call to a friend or a family member directly from within the glasses itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're also talking to Ira and Bima Eyes and a few other apps. So it's uh, what we have on the glasses now is an open Envision platform and we're talking to these developers for, so that they can come on board the glasses as well. So when you purchase the Envision glasses, you just not just get the Envision app, but you also get Ira or Bima Eyes and you'll be able to call an Ira agent or call a volunteer through Bima Eyes and use those apps as well. Are you at all worried about the fact that the, the price tag is a little higher for these glasses than, than for others in the marketplace? So um, let me take a step back. I know if you compare Envision glasses to what is already out there in the market, for example, with OrCam, uh, we're literally priced one-fourth of what you would mm. have to pay for an OrCam. So, I mean, you can buy four Envision glasses for the cost of one OrCam. Uh, and secondly, I think the value that you get out of the Envision glasses is so much more. So, it's since it's uh, it's an open platform, we are going to be constantly updating the app on the glasses. Uh, we're going to be talking to additional partners like Ira or Bima Eyes. We're going to have them on the glasses as well. And eventually, we're talking to other navigators apps like Blind Square, they, they're going to be on the glasses as well. So when you buy the Envision glasses for about $1,600, you not just get the Envision app on it, you get a whole host of other apps that are there on the glasses uh, as well. Now, how do you update the app? Is it done through a download or do you, or is it... So it's done via ODA updates. So when you connect the glasses, when the glasses are connected to Wi-Fi, they automatically check if there are new updates to the app and then they pull the updates, they let you know that it's updating and everything is just going to happen seamlessly in the back background uh, as you use the app. And this is United States, worldwide uh, for the glasses? or The what? glasses are available worldwide, so anyone uh, you know can just go on to the Envision website, so letsenvision.com slash glasses. Anyone can go on the website, pre-order the glasses today from anywhere in the world, and we start shipping in August. So anyway, it was, it was interesting talking to him. 
and I got a chance to wear the glasses and they're not quite like sunglasses. They're hard to explain if you, I don't know if you've seen them or not, but they're smaller and do they have a camera in them? Like the horizon glasses? They do, they do have a camera in them. Yes. Okay. Where mm-hmm. is it? Do you know? It's on the right-hand side, like the old Google glasses. The Austria they glasses. glasses. They're Google They're glasses. They're Google glasses. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, wouldn't it be funny if we my, did uh, wouldn't little it, pouch that I carry my iPhone in the front of my my shirt or, you know, whatever that I got for 30 bucks from Guidelines yeah, we'd and have, Gadgets? We'd have to see what they, we'd have to see what they're going to do. But yeah. I mean, a lot of us last summer, we bought, we bought the AI, Envision AI app when they had that really nice uh, right. price offering, you know, that's, I did, I did that because so I wasn't going to do it for 200, but I did it and and I've used the barcode. It has a really decent barcode reader in it and, you know, it has some nice stuff in there. Do you find it better than seeing AI? No. I like seeing AI better. Seeing AI actually will give you recipes on some mm-hmm. of the on some of the uh, bar- things you scan, like a, a can of soup or something like that. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'll I've, give you a recipe. I'm just trying to figure out why you know, because I've talked to a lot of people like yourself that, that got it, and I'm just trying to figure out what it does for you. That- it, it seems like the Envision AI wants to wants to take you to Walmart and Amazon, and, and where you can actually buy, you know, more cans of soup. Okay, so it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like the uh, the. Uh, I want to say Galaxy, whatever the current one is now. Yeah, um, that's yeah. it. Galaxy, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also I, feel, too, that, that the interface of, of seeing AI just has all the others beat. It's just easy. It's You flick up and down to get to the different things you want to do. Mm-hmm. I oh, just yeah. Like, I still use it a lot. I love and, it. It's gotten better. And seeing AI yeah. has that nice thing to kind of let you know when you're getting close to the barcode. Right. Yep. Uh, yes. Envision AI will kind of ding when you get it. But you're kind of you're kind of fooling around trying to okay, and then you okay, ding, I got it. But the the other one kind of does that as you get closer mm-hmm. to it. Okay, mm-hmm. now just move to my right a little bit, or move to my left. Okay, now I got it. And that and has I really, really saved like me many times. That. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. I personally think that, as Jason said, that the interface to seeing AI is far easier to use. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think I think that. Um, you know, being able to switch things really quickly and be able to, because a lot of times I'm needing to do more than one thing at a time while I'm using it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, I may want to look at a barcode and then while I have the app open, I may want to read short text or I may want to, you know, figure out are the lights on in this room or not, you know, that kind of a thing. So, so for me, it's just a lot easier to, to move around and navigate and get what I need done, you know, that way, you know, much more efficient. The other app that I saw, which I was very curious about, was WeWalk. Now, that's a company that has made this brand new cane. It's it's used in conjunction with an iPhone app, but the the cane also does have GPS capabilities, and it is you know it's an interesting idea. It sells for about five hundred dollars, and the main Part of the cane is in the hand, the handheld area, where you're actually holding the cane and, and moving it, and it's a it's it's kind of wide and kind of heavy, and I didn't get a chance to really use the cane for any great length of time. I can imagine that if if you did, it might be kind of tough on the hands to uh, n- to navigate, but I think it's an interesting idea. I uh, I just spent about ten minutes with the the developer 
uh, and the co-founder of the WeWalk company. So I think it's an interesting idea that they're trying to combine technology into a cane. So what, what's the difference between a, a regular cane and this cane? What does this cane do? Well, this has the, the technology of the GPS going for it, and you can use it in conjunction with your iPhone uh, to enable you to get to know exactly where you are at all times, especially outside. I don't think it supposedly has Alexa capabilities. Right. Uh, it also will vibrate when you get mm-hmm. close to objects. Head. Uh, the nice thing is head high as well, which is, yeah. which is good. Because, uh, you know, but, we've all but, experienced the, the low hanging branches and so forth and so on. Yeah. But, but here's the deal with that. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, if you're in an airport or you're uh, out with, lots of people and someone trips over your cane and I don't care how well you hang on to it and it flies out of your hand. Now you've got this, you know, equivalent of an iPhone kind of fragile thing in the handle, you know, slamming down on pavement. And I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know that I'd want to spend $500 on a cane. And uh, unless you find out how well it's being tested, I mean, it had, it would have to be dropped from a pretty significant height to make, because that's what's yeah, going to happen. It would, it would have to go through the Focus 40 blue fifth generation. Yes, exactly. Test, test uh, scenarios, you know, where, where you know, uh, Ron would pick it up and slam it. And slam it. it. He, he did that for yeah. us several times and, in front of customers. Yeah, and, uh, yeah he did it in front yeah, of me and sure. I got passed out. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, so. But if it's I, big I and cool. If it's big and sort of, I mean, it sounds kind of like it's big and clunky. I mean, it sounds like something maybe I would feel a little strange having even kind of from a social standpoint. Is it like, clunky, John? Everybody. Uh, it, it looks like a regular cane except for the, the grip oh. on the hand, the grip, yeah. which is very okay. wide. And because it's got all that stuff in there. Well, it's it also got heavier. a touch screen on it as well. So yeah, you've right. got to well, be able to deal with the touch screen. Touch screen. Oh, I think man. it's an interesting so, idea, but I don't know how practical it's going to be, especially if you're going to be walking for hours at a time. That could get pretty yeah. pretty tough on your hands. And the trick is, if you're not holding it exactly right, is it going to tell you, let's say, when you are, are passing a fire hydrant or a, or a, a light pole you know, on your, on your left or your right, is it going to vibrate properly to show you that sort of stuff as well? The review that I read, heard on it, the guy wasn't that thrilled with it because he said he had a lot of trouble getting it to, you know, do the vibrations to work properly and, and the GPS mm. to work properly. So it may just be that there needs to be some more, more development Southward, done on yeah. it. I, I know they're selling it now, but uh, I would want to wait until some of these things were ironed out before I put down $500 for it. Kershot is the co-founder of WeWalk and also had a great deal to do with the development of this cane. Today uh, we will talk about the WeWalk, however, um, before the WeWalk we have implemented various technologies for the visually impaired people, mm-hmm. such as indoor navigation technology or audio description uh, for movie theaters, and uh, I, I had responsibilities to develop these technologies as well, and uh, right now uh, I'm the co-founder of WeWalk. And how long has WeWalk been around? Uh, only for seven months. Oh, so, so it's really a brand new company. Yes, yes, yes definitely. And was the, the, the cane, we've all heard about the cane, but was that the first development or were there things that preceded it? No, uh, this, this is the first uh, version of the WeWalk and, and this is our first product. Let's talk a little bit about what WeWalk 
Kane is and, and whose idea it was to, to develop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the tool? Um, so I'm uh, congenital blind. I am blind since birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, also uh, I am not the only person uh, who is blind in our team. Uh, so uh, we, we have five different visually impaired or blind uh, team members also. And we are all uh, working together and we are gathering the insights from the community and we are implementing these insights to technology with our uh, engineering team. And um, we walk right now, I'm holding and uh, uh, maybe I can start with telling the all components of the WeWalk. Uh, it has um, obstacle detection sensor for the overhead obstacles. Also, WeWalk has touchpad and then I can navigate the WeWalk's voice menu uh, over this touchpad and WeWalk has microphone, speaker, also WeWalk has a gyroscope, accelerometer, compass in itself to provide much, uh, to provide more accurate navigation experience. VWalk has uh, both iOS and Android application. When you download it, you can pair the your smartphone with the WeWalk and then uh, uh, you can reach the WeWalk voice menu. Um, I will double-click the uh, WeWalk's touchpad and then uh, we will hear the WeWalk sound. Navigation. Navigation is our first option. Uh, we can reach all our safe locations and we can start our navigation process. Also, while we are walking, uh, we can manage our navigation process over VWalk's touchpad. What is the next uh, feature? I'm just uh, swiping left to right like a oh, okay. smartphone user. Mm-hmm. So. What's around me? What's around me? While we are walking in the streets, we don't know which stores, restaurants we are passing by. In this option, we can get information about uh, about the restaurants, star- stores while we are passing by. Also, what else? Let me see. Nearby stops. Nearby stops. In this option, uh, we can get information about the closest uh, bus stops and metro stations. Also, when we arrive the bus stops, we can get information about the bus timeline. Obstacle detection. Obstacle detection. Uh, I can, I can uh, adjust the distance range in this option. Find my phone. Find my phone. Uh, you know, when I lose my phone, I can call my uh, phone over the WeWalk. Sound level. Sound level, I can adjust the WeWalk's uh, volume. Turn it on. Turn it on. There is there is LED. There is a light and t- uh, to make me more visible at night, and I can turn it on uh, or off. So those are the features of the WeWalk, and uh, it has a rechargeable battery. Um, it lasts for 20 hours. It makes five days. Uh, it makes five days uh, for hours daily usage. Um, so uh, we are we are we are making our sale, sales uh, on our website www.vwalk.io. And you 
as you went through the menu, it said near, you know, around me, what's around me. Is this all outdoor or does it work indoors as well? Yes, it's for the outdoor places. Uh, as you know, for the indoor places, um, some uh, some sensors has to be deployed. Right. So that's why uh, we are working only at the outdoor places. So it's really in the early stages, and and, and so I'm sure that that a lot more will yeah we, become available eventually. Yes, and we we have. In more than 20 different countries, um, uh, visually impaired people has started to use WeWalk. That's why we are so happy. And also, day by day, we are uh, we are releasing our new features. And also, WeWalk users can update their WeWalks and gain new features uh, free of charge. Now, is it? It's a cane, but it's more than just a cane, correct? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, kind of describe what it looks like um how can i describe uh maybe you can you can describe you can touch and you uh, you can uh, try to describe it okay uh, there's my okay. there's my old decrepit white cane. <laughs> okay so this is a okay so the handle is completely different uh than the rest of the, the cane it's a regular cane shaft but above that cane shaft is a handle yeah. with all kinds of different buttons on it it's kind of a you, this can, is hold, you the, can still this hold is in the, your hand, but yeah, sensor, obstacle detection sensor, touchpad, and those are the vibration engines. Okay, and they're so they're pretty little, so you have to get used to the move. You know, when you move your fingers around, yeah. getting they feel like they actually feel like dots. Yeah, yes, and also you need to hold like that. Like so, is it a hang on? Put my hand in the position where I need to hold it because it's a bit of a different grasp than a regular white cane. Oh, so you're, so really, it's lying in the palm of your hand, and your your hand is facing up rather than side to side as it would normally do on a on a white cane. So then you can move your hands up and down the the handle and get to the various buttons. And do you press them or do you... Yeah, you, you need to uh, put your uh, thumb uh, to feel the vibration. In that little circular button, right? Yes. yes. And then how do, what, it, what causes it to vibrate? What things have to happen in order for it to vibrate? Um, when it detects the obstacles at the head level, it starts vibrating. Okay. So below head level, it acts like a regular cane? Mm, yes. Okay. Yes, and... So what is it? Is it looking for what? What is it looking for above head level, which allows it to to sense the the differences? Uh, you know, it detects the poles, sign tables, mm-hmm. trees. So what? I mean, what's built in to make it detect those things? Um, ultrasonic sensor. It's an ultrasonic sensor, and uh, so this sensor detects it. Oh, okay. And how close do you have to be to that um, object? Y- you can you can uh, you can set you can um, oh you can set it yes you can okay. set different range right right now it's set to 170 centimeters okay so translating that back to feet <laughs> I don't know what that would be but it it pretty pre- gives you a pretty good amount of time to yeah. see what's coming up ahead of yeah, you then definitely and with GPS is it is it plus or minus whatever it is ten 10 feet like normal GPS? 
we are using the um, Google Maps infrastructure. Okay. And also we, we are adding our own technology on top of it. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, also, uh, VWalk is one of the Microsoft AI for Good companies, uh, and hmm. that's why we are also using the Microsoft infrastructure for the um, uh, for the uh, bus stop information, uh, public transportation information, etc. Uh, so uh, th that's why uh, we are as accurate as Google. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I have to say that we are describing more details uh, uh, to, for the visually impaired people. Uh, for example, at the end of this month, we will release our clockwise uh, description for navigation. So let's walk through. Sorry, let's we walk through um, <laughs> what it would be like if I were to have the cane and the phone and we're going from one place to another. What would I have the phone or would I have the, I'd have the cane in my hand, mm -hmm. but how would the cane and the phone work together? Um, yeah, it's really perfect, perfect question because um, normally navigation technologies is our navigate. As you know, navigation technologies are making our lives really easier. Uh, as a blind person, yes. while I am trying to go somewhere, find somewhere, I am taking, I am getting the navigation, mm -hmm. and I have to hold my cane at one hand, and with my other hand, I have to hold my smartphone to follow the navigation process, etc. And my two hands are occupied. This is so destructive situation. And uh, with the we walk, we. Uh, we can manage uh, all navigation process over our canes and we don't need to hold our smartphone uh, in our hands anymore. I can put into my pocket and just I can start my navigation process over the we walk and uh, while I am walking in the street I can uh, uh, keep getting updates about my 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 navigation process, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, one mile left, etc. Uh, so, it, this is the difference of the view walk. Okay. Okay. So it's giving you immediate information as it seems a bit. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And also you can pair with your Bluetooth if you want while mm -hmm. you're walking in the street. You can also uh, use with the Bluetooth. What what uh, what iOS version does the app begin to work with? Um, this iOS, um, in order to pair with your smartphone, you need this application. Uh, so uh, and and when you download this application, you can pair with your smartphone and uh, start to use all these features that I told you. Right, but my question is, what what iOS version? On your phone, do you need oh, uh, for, for the I'm app sorry, to work? So, so, sorry, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, we are we are sub, uh, we are supporting um, uh, all iOS iOS phones and also as well as Android versions as well. Okay, so it doesn't matter whether you yes, have yes. an old phone or a yes, new phone; definitely, definitely. it'll work. Yes, yes. It might work faster with a new phone. Yeah, 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 as usual. Right. And the, the app is available. I downloaded the app a couple of days ago to look at it. Mm -hmm. So that's available right now to anybody who wants to go get it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's just a matter of reading up on the information mm -hmm. on the on the website, right? Yes. Yes, www.vwalk.io. 
uh, they can get much more info they can get more information also they can uh, buy order a view now can you purchase it right there on the website or do you have to call in to a num- phone number to buy it no they they can purchase over our website and how much is it it's cost uh, $500 okay so this we walk situation is is really intriguing but i'm wondering would people rather go with the Suno band or would you go with the WeWalk? I, I'm just curious as to what you guys would think about that. I would probably go with a Sunu band yeah. because I can just wear it behind my Apple Watch on my wrist. And it it for me the for me the most important thing are the vibrations for objects either above me or to my right or to my left. Agreed. I don't need the GPS. I have plenty yeah. of GPS examples on my body with the use, iPhone. I can use my phone for that. Sure. But I'm more interested that I don't hit a tree or a or a street lamp or something like that. Yeah. And then and just because, cheaper. right. And, and while we're on the topic of traveling and all of that, what are people using these days? Are you using uh, Bose frames or are you using, you know, the Aftershocks? Yeah, headphones? I'm using Aftershocks still. Okay. I like them. Curious. Bose is apparently very nice. I've used other Bose products before, but I like the Aftershocks and, and haven't really gotten involved with Bose from, from that standpoint. Yeah, and did you get the upgraded versions of the Aftershocks, or do you have the older generation? I have the older generation. I, I have asked, the Trex Air. Trex Air is what I have too. Yeah, I think that's the one before the current version that just came out. Yeah, yeah. Some people aren't happy with the new ones. I've read about them on Apple Biz, but I haven't had a chance to try them yet. Yeah, me either. Okay, but I like the Aftershocks a lot. Yeah, and they have better battery life too. Mm-hmm. They do. Yep. 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 Interesting. Okay. If people uh, have uh, more comments on the WeWalk or, you know, Bose frames versus Aftershocks or the Sunaband, you know, definitely join us on the main menu friends list and talk about that because I think it would be interesting to get people's opinions on this one for sure. So if they want to join, how do they do that? Do they just go to the website? Uh, you can do it from the website. I uh, think you can also send, uh, isn't it? Uh, mm-friends-subscribe uh, at acbradio.org. Yes. Can you also do it from the link app? I think there's a, uh, you know what? I'm not even sure. I'm thinking I think there's there like is. A, I think there is a place a resource, on the ACB radio. There, or, yeah, right off the main um, main menu site that talks about the lists. This is an unusual time we're living in, and that's not a new statement by any means. But with all of us staying at home, a lot of companies now are producing specific webinars, not only to keep us entertained, but to teach as well. And right after CSUN, HumanWare jumped on the bandwagon, and we thought it might be a good idea to spend a couple of minutes with their brand ambassador, Peter Tusek. Oh, thank you so much, John. I always uh, enjoy the opportunity to come on and, and talk with you guys, and it's always great to uh, great to be here. Definitely wish we were having a little bit more fun on the travel side of things and the moving around from here to there sorts of things, but it's good nonetheless, and we can all sit home and hear about uh, what's going on at HumanWare for this little segment, so I'm glad to be here. Let's first talk a little bit about the the webinars. I mean, I think most vendor companies are spending the time doing webinars these days because everybody's at home and they have lots of time to sit and listen and learn about new products. 
So th- thanks so much. I mean, the thing is, John, I when we first uh, got back from CSUN and everything started closing, I was talking with our product manager, Andrew Flatris, and we were thinking of ways we could be engaging. And, you know, we, we do lots of webinars, especially when we have new products or, uh, you know, we'll participate in various uh, educational sessions. And we we're trying to think outside the box. So uh, immediately we started on Thursday, the, the first Thursday of the sort of, sh- you know, shutdown, um, we decided to launch Humanware Live. So what it is, is we have a one hour uh, show every Tuesday and Thursday focusing on Braille, our Braille products, every Wednesday focusing on low vision. And what we're doing is we are kind of, you know, taking, we, we, we're putting up polls, um, we're taking feedback. Uh, we've put up an email address, which is live at humanware.com for people to submit topics that they might like covered. Um, and, you know, we, we just want to take it at a, in a different approach. Generally, a webinar is something you would register for and we might uh, have your email address or, you know, this is sort of a, this is a, a live kind of uh, talk show, if you will, just with Andrew and myself um, that, that we've, we've launched. And so we've had great reception. Um, we've had lots of attendees, um, over 100 um, have been attending regularly. So, and then we archive them on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, and then they will live in the Humanware Buddy application, which we'll talk about. But uh, it's it's been neat. And, you know, I, I think what it does for us is it gives us another vehicle, another way to reach people. Humanware is fully open and operational, um, not just from a tech support or, um, you know, webinar standpoint, uh, from a, from a, full company-wide standpoint in terms of in North America, if you need something cleaned or you need to have something serviced or uh, whatever that may be, we're here. So we're we're glad to be here. We're glad to be open. And uh, the webinars are really neat and they've been well-received and and we archive them as well. Now, how long do they usually go? Oh, John, you know, I can talk all day. Um, So (laughs) they could go for hours. No, they're they're 60-minute webinars. So our goal is to provide about 45 minutes of content and then we open it up to questions. So we don't want it to be something very boring. Um, we want it to be fun. We're very, you know, we're not, um, we, we have an agenda, which we send out every Monday uh, on our Facebook page. We also e-blast it out via email. So it will tell you what Tuesday, what will be covered on Tuesday and Thursday, 40, 40 to 45 minutes of content. And then we open it up to questions, both, uh, you know, typed in through through Zoom, through our webinar tool, as well as uh, unmuting microphones and trying to do it that way as well so um about an hour but we always give people a little little overtime i'd say we go about an hour and eight minutes you know something like that so what time do they usually start so these will be at noon eastern time here in the united states so 11 central uh 10 mountain nine pacific uh and we we are doing them uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the foreseeable future. And then I think uh, it really will lend itself to having this once everything is slowly ramping back up and we, we start traveling and doing the things that we have done for the last 30 years at Humanware in terms of going to shows and conferences and schools. And uh, I still would like to keep this as something. So we're going to look at using Humanware Live um, much, you know, much, uh, maybe, maybe it becomes a, a, a monthly thing or a biweekly thing or something like that. I don't think we'll never be able to uh, push it twice a week in the middle of the day, especially with, with all that we do. But, 
you know, we're we're committed and we're we're having a great time with it. So we'll keep doing that. I've always been surprised that more companies don't do a monthly podcast because it's just a great way to, to get the word out to to hey users. For, for, VFO, you know, uh, Vespero is, is your trendsetters in terms of having uh, having a fast cast, and it's it's a wonderful idea. I think what we're trying to bring to this as well is a video component. Um, we know that a lot of what we do is is useful to TVIs who are sighted, teachers of the visually impaired, uh, to parents, to uh, maybe adults who are who are low vision or who are losing vision. So I'm I. I agree. I mean, I'm very surprised. It's something I've talked about and we've kicked around for a number of years, but just have not had the time. So as you know, now we've got the time. So why not uh, figure this out and make it work? So it's, um, it's something we're really looking forward to. I think it's great for the community. I mean, I'm totally blind and I use and I all kinds of technology. I listen to lots of podcasts, you know, FSCast and, and Blind Bargains and all the different things that are out there. Um, and, and this could just be another sort of informative player in that space. Oh, yeah. And I think yeah. the more we have, the better. So again, to get to the to get to the live podcast, you go to humanware.com slash so if, if you're looking for the archive, um, if you go to our website and click on support, there is a live webinar, Humanware Live uh, link there, where you can download the archives. If you want to watch them live, they're on Facebook Live. Um, so you can always, we will go live on Facebook, you'll get a notification. And then we also post the Zoom links um, prior to the webinar on Facebook, as well as send them out via email. So if you're looking to get if you're saying, gosh, I would really like my email, I really like to receive you know, emails from HumanWare letting me know about these, you can send an email to HumanWareLive, H-U-M-A-N-W-A-R-E, live, at HumanWare.com. Um, and that's, you can say, add me to the list. We're happy to get you on the list. And then you can also send suggestions. Of maybe there's something you want to hear. Maybe there's a stream feature you're interested in or, or something, you know, with Braille or one of the low vision products and where you can suggest and we can definitely throw it into an upcoming webinar. Another great way of communicating is through a brand new app that has just become available recently. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about HW Buddy. So HW Buddy has been a, it is it has taken a while to develop. Um, it, we've been working on it since last June, I'd say. Um, what it is, is we hear from users, from teachers, from trainers alike, that learning a product is, is very challenging, right? We know, we don't, we hear all the time, I don't want to be sifting through a website. I don't want to be printing out, you know, page after page of materials and so on. So what we've done is we've built HW Buddy, which is, available on iOS and Android. It is basically all of our support material in one simple sort of, um, of app, right? Everything lives in the app. There are five tabs across the bottom of the app. So you'll have your home, you'll have favorites, you'll have videos, you'll have how-tos, and then you'll have support. So for instance, if you select the how-tos tab, you'll then be brought into a series of all of our products, right? From desktop magnification, handheld magnifiers, Braille Note Touch Plus, embossers, uh, Victor Reader line of products. You click on the, or double tap on the product you want, and then it's broken down by task. So if I choose Braille Note Touch Plus, for instance, I'm then brought into all of the applications that run on the Touch Plus. I pick the application I'd like to work with, so let's say the word processor, and then I'm presented with many different documents that all walk me through various tasks. So it's, it's, it's very much step-by-step uh, driven. Um, so for instance, creating a document, that might be one, you know, 
one document I might look at, or switching between multiple files, or spell checking, or inserting math into a document. So we're looking at taking all of our support material and putting into one very easy to use portal. So you'll always have it in your pocket as a teacher, um, as a user, and then just as someone who likes to explore. It's I'm sure even for myself, I've used JAWS and Braille Notes and things for 25 years, and I'm still every single day or every week or so, I mean, realizing something I did not know before. Um, and, and that's as a power user who is constantly using technology. So even for somebody who's a seasoned a seasoned vet, you know, you, you can learn something new. We want to make it easy. And then all of the videos are there as well. So there's a videos tab, which ties directly into our YouTube channel. Uh, and that will give all of our videos. So I make lots of snapshot tutorial videos, uh, which are quick three to five minute sort of bites on how do you attach a file to an email or how do you um, select non-editable text from the web or, uh, you know, various tasks. So those are all there as well as the archives of our webinars um, that we're doing, Human We're Live, in addition to all the webinars, you know, that we've done in the past. So all of our videos are there. And if you're you can favorite documents. There's a favorites tab. So if you're working on something with a with a student or you're a trainer and your trainee is working on something, you can favorite that uh, particular step-by-step guide, and then you can mark it as completed once you're done with it. So we wanted to give uh, that option as well. And then the final piece is if you're still stuck and you're really just throwing your hands up in the air, there's a tab that you can click on for support, and it will have the U.S., the Canadian the European and the Australian, both phone numbers and emails where you can get right, you know, in touch with us directly from the application. And it's a free app, of course, available absolutely uh, Android or iOS. Android or iOS, you are required to log in. So when you first get the app, you will create an account with your email address. The reason for that is we eventually would like to have a, um, a dashboard of sorts where we might have multiple users. Um, if you have a for instance, you're a teacher and you have four or five students, you could manage your students and so on. So you will create an account. It also helps us know where people are going in the app, not individually where you're going, but collectively. What are people looking at? What can we be doing? Um, you know, how can we improve the app? And we want feedback. Feedback is extremely important because we this is a living, breathing thing. We want this to evolve. Uh, we want this to grow. We want the app to, to be a resource. And it can only be a resource if, if it's resourceful, right? So you help us uh, help you in terms of give us feedback and let us, uh, let us, let us build the app um, to, to, to be the best app it can be and, and give everyone the resources for all of our products. Just curious, how long has the app actually been out? It came out about two and a half, uh, two weeks ago on iOS, and it came out on Android this last Wednesday. So it came out on April 1st on Android, April 1st, 2020. Uh, I think on iOS, it came out, uh, I believe, the two weeks prior, I think on the like 20th or 18th or so. Hmm. So it's it's new. Oh, it's new. And and we've learned, I mean, like anything, uh, there, there are bugs that will pop up, uh, both from an accessibility standpoint, as well as from a just a, an app design standpoint that no matter how much beta testing we do, things pop up. We're, we've already had, I think, two updates to the iOS app because um, there were some issues we realized very quickly. And so we're, we're trying to be as proactive as possible. Um, when you find something wrong, please let us know. Um, we, we want to fix it and, and we will. So it's, uh, it's just, it's been an experience uh, building and maintaining this sort of app. It's definitely been neat, but I can tell you in the first couple of weeks, we've had over a thousand downloads and that makes us really happy. We want um, people 
to be learning about our products and utilizing all of the features. There are so many times we use something and we only use what we know, right? Or, and we, we're sometimes afraid to explore or it's hard to learn something we don't know. So we want people to be exploring both the app as well as our products. So it's, it's neat. It's been very neat. And we're, we're, we're glad that it's finally, finally here because I've been teasing it for a while uh, in the schools and, and various places. So. And I saw some videos updated very recently. So is it set up so that when you update one page, it automatically updates everybody at the same time? Real time. Yep. So mm-hmm. when we put, for instance, those webinars um, that we're doing, the Humanware Live series, or I've made a couple of snapshot tutorial videos in the past couple of weeks with Google Drive and, and some other things. As soon as those hit our website, they will hit the app as well. So we can modify things in real time. We, have, we don't have to update the application to update the content. Um, so we're able to push uh, anything to the app. Which is, which is great. So that will happen at a regular basis and it's going to happen in real time. And do you have push notifications going? So not yet. Uh, we, we've, we've had the request and I think it is a very good idea for us to be able to notify. Uh, we, obviously, we don't want to get carried away. Like we're not uh, the NHL or Major League Baseball <laughs> telling you that the score has changed. Um, but we want to be able to tell folks hey, there is a new video on the Prodigy Connect 12, or hey, there's an update to your BrailleNote Touch Plus. Um, we've added one-handed mode, and we've added a scientific calculator and Nemeth and UEB and these things, which, which will be coming this month. Um, but we'd like to be able to push notifications. As of right now, we do not have that option, um, but we're definitely going to look. And again, you can always opt out of those. Um, you can choose to allow those notifications if and when we do put them in. Peter, any last-minute thoughts? from humanware um, we just hope everyone is safe Um, we know this is these are tough times and we want everyone to know that we're here we're trying to do everything we can to um, fully support everyone whether you're in school and you're learning remotely um, whether you're at home and you're just trying to read a lot on your victor reader streams i think a lot of play buttons are going to be being pushed uh quite a bit over these next several weeks um but we're i mean we we are not uh, going anywhere and we're glad to be open and I just would like to thank you for the opportunity to come on uh, Main Menu. Well, thank you for talking to us. We've enjoyed learning all about uh, the brand new webinars and the HW Buddy, and I hope that everybody will go take a look at those because you got nothing else to do. You might as well uh, look at technology for the rest of the day. That's right. Cool. Thank you very much for being with us here on Main Menu, Peter. Thank you. Humanware isn't the only company doing at-home webinars. A lot of companies are doing that. Um, We're not talking about the uh, weekly podcasts that have been going on for a long, long time. These are brand new ventures that companies are doing because of the, uh, the pandemic. And so I've compiled a list, which is changing all the time because people have been sending me things, which is great. And it is already up on the main menu uh, announcements list as well as Tech Talk and uh, Bits for ACB. And I'll go ahead and give my email address out as well. And if you aren't on any of those lists, you can always email me. And when new things come out, I will be happy to send them to you. It's John Gassman at roadrunner.com. So J O H N G A S S M A N at roadrunner.com. Companies that are doing webinars include Freedom Scientific each Tuesday and Thursday at, well, when they do them live, they're at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. They've had some problems lately, so they've been recorded 
instead, but they could go back to live. And, of course, they do a monthly uh, webinar as well, and you can sign up on the Freedom Scientific website. You can sign up on the Freedom Scientific website. If you go to freedomscientific.com slash training, you can sign up for email alerts for the various podcasts and training events that are going on. American Printing House for the Blind has a podcast, usually on Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, and visit aph.org and look for the webinar link. We Walk just had their very first webinar, and We Walk, we mentioned earlier, they're developing the uh, the cane. They're doing their webinars on YouTube. You may want to go to their website and uh, sign up for future podcast information. Uh, or you can send an email to info at wewalk.io or visit www.wewalk.io and wewalk is W-E-W-A-L-K. Boy, there's a lot of I-O domains popping up these days. I don't know how close they are to dot-coms in terms of numbers, but practically everything I see now in terms of a discussion group or a website is .io for, for whatever reason. Hymns is doing podcast during the pandemic, scheduled on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, the email that I received has listings through the end of April, and I would imagine that if we move into May, they will continue the uh, the twice weekly podcast. So, for more information, go to hymnsincorporated.com and look for the webinar link. Hymns, of course, is H I M S, as opposed to H Y M N S, what I suppose you could sing while you're using their product. And the final one uh, that I'll talk about today is Mystic Access. And I've been a longtime customer. They do great tutorials, a lot of terrific training. Both Chris and Kim are terrific people and a lot of fun to be with in Zoom rooms. We've had many a conversation over the years, and uh, they do excellent work. If you haven't become familiar with Mystic Access, I encourage you to go to their website, take a look at it. They have podcasts once a month, and they're doing special podcasts now during the pandemic. I believe it's coming up on the 16th. You can read more about it if you go to mysticaccess.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-C-C-E-S-S dot com. And there's more. We'll put a lot of that up on the various email lists. And again, if you'd like me to send you an email compilation as we develop it, you can write to me, John Gassman at roadrunner.com. What I'd also love to see, if somebody has the time to put it together, is a email compilation list of all the various people doing podcasts. Now, that would take a while because there are a lot of them out there, or a lot of us out there, actually, because I'm doing them now with Larry. Uh, so, and it probably would be a tough thing to keep up and accurate, but it certainly would be a great service to people who may be joining us for the first or second or third time and don't know anything about the podcasts that are out there. So if somebody wants to take that on, let us know here at Main Menu. We will be happy to uh, to mention it, and we can put it up on the Main Menu list as well. Hey, one more thing, guys. I wanted to mention, you know, during this time where we're all kind of in lockdown and, and everyone across the world really is concerned about COVID-19. Um, wanted to make sure everyone was aware of just a wonderful resource that Apple and the CDC and the White House and others, uh, as well as the uh, World Health Organization have put out. There's a, there's a COVID-19 app that was produced by Apple and it's fully accessible and it will guide you through a series of questions 
uh, to determine your current risk of either having COVID-19 or getting the virus. Um, We just wanted to make sure that this content was known to everyone listening so that you can download the app and learn more, especially as things are, you know, continuing to progress across the country in the United States, at least. So uh, if you go to the uh, iOS app store and search for COVID, C-O-V-I-D-19, you'll find it. There's actually quite a number of applications out there right now um, with COVID in their name. So you want to make sure you put in the full thing and make sure to get the one directly from Apple. And it's uh, 100% accessible. There's uh, there's some trackers out there that are out on the App Store. They're not they're not accessible. And one more thing, Jeff. While we're talking about trackers, Tyler Littlefield has put together an accessible COVID nineteen statistics tracker. And much, of course, of the information on most of the websites is of a graphical nature. So Tyler has made the tracker accessible. For screen readers. Now, on this website, you can track by city, state, and country in text format. To visit and take a look at it for yourself, visit httpscvstats.net. everyone, it's Janine Stanley here to tell you about a survey that will be closing on Monday, April 13th. So you don't have too much time, but your input is really important. There are a group of organizations within the space of blindness and visual impairment and assistive technology that are getting together to conduct this survey and then to look forward at what the results will be around flattening the inaccessibility curve. Yes, these organizations are taking advantage of that particular terminology associated with the coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. The organizations are looking at how the virus is affecting you and the services and types of activities and things like that that are involved in your life. It has a number of sections. The survey is rather lengthy. It takes minimum half an hour. Uh, Maximum is up to you depending on how much input you want to give. At the end of each set of questions, there are some open-ended questions that you may want to devote some time to. So there are categories within the survey. You don't have to answer questions for any of the categories if they don't apply to you, but they include things like education, medical services, uh, getting uh, food and other materials into your house or wherever you are, and transportation. There are other categories here too and personal information. You can also register with your email to get the survey results and to possibly win a gift card, which is always good. We definitely hope that you will take part in the survey. My employer, Ira, is one of the participants. In fact, our very own Troy Attilio, our CEO, uh, came up with this idea, gathered folks together in a pretty short amount of time, actually. And uh, we've got some excellent people working on this. We have researchers from AFB, American Foundation for the Blind. We have uh, researchers from Johns Hopkins from the National Federation of the Blind. Yes, folks, you heard that right. Both national organizations of the blind are 
combining forces in this study to see what we can find out from the research. How has this pandemic, how has the isolation and changing of services affected people? And more importantly, what access challenges have people found with doing things like school online, all kinds of online meetings, etc.? Where Where are the points that we need to work on? Where are the points that we as an industry need to work on to make lives better should this ever happen again. And we certainly hope that it won't, but certainly if we are ever in these circumstances again, we shouldn't have times whenever blind people, deafblind people, people with other disabilities are left out of the way society is changing. If you'd like to take the survey, you can go to the website www.flatteninaccessibility.com. That's F-L-A-T-T-E-N-I-N-A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y dot com. It's a very important survey. We will definitely share the findings with everyone. You can get your special report of the findings, but we would love to hear from you. The survey is uh, completely accessible using screen readers. We would tell you that if you are doing it on a mobile device, and particularly iOS, and you have the reader feature enabled for Safari, and you go to our Flatten Inaccessibility website, that you definitely want to disable the reader feature so you can get to the link to activate the survey. We hope that you're staying safe and well. This has been Janine Stanley. Help! I need somebody! Let's face it, we are increasingly challenged to keep up with ever-changing technology. Would you like more help with how to use some tech device or equipment? How about programs and apps in your personal life and work? Consider joining Blind Information Technology Specialists, BITS. Membership gives you access to our exclusive email list for exchanging ideas, getting sometimes hard-to-find technical assistance, online presentations, workshops, and tutorials, and our live chat sessions. To join, go to bits-acb.org or email treasurer at bits-acb.org. Main Menu is a program brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday night on ACB Radio Mainstream, beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern, repeating at various times throughout the week. To listen and view the schedule, go to acbradio.org slash mainstream. You can also tune in with your favorite radio app slash device or use ACB Link for Android or iOS. Call area code 605-475-8130. Do you have an idea, suggestion, or contribution you'd like us to consider? Please email mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at Main Menu. Please note that airing of any content is subject to approval by the Main Menu team. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on another edition of Main Menu.